0: Welcome to Fraser the Fraser Rewatch Podcast. My name is Adrian Lara. I co-host this show with Greg Catapodi, who is a huge fan of Fraser. This guy has seen every episode multiple times, while me on the other hand am a newbie. I'm a relatively unfamiliar with Fraser. I knew of it, but never really got into it, so I'm seeing every episode for the first time. Let's do this.
1: Greg Catapodi and I am Adrian Lara, and this is season one, episode three of Frasier, the Frasier rewatch podcast, and we are talking about Dinner at Eight, the episode.
0: Frasier, or rather Niles, calls Frasier to say, "Can I come over?" And then Frasier immediately walks over to the door and lets him in.
1: The only way a Niles can enter your home is if you invite him in. That's a vampire reference. No, no I got it. Yeah, it's like it's
0: like a definitely kind of like if if we subscribe to the theory that these guys. guys Guys are evil. (laughs) These are entities, demons, right. Whether
1: they be devils, right, vampires, werewolves, what have you. It's why they're so structured in their interactions. They have this code of behavior that is unknowable, capricious to mortals, but it's all they exist for. They're constrained by these rules of conduct that are insane to us. And Fraser acknowledges, thank you, Niles. I appreciate it when you call before you come over. (laughs)
0: They probably had some big argument where Niles just dropped in.
1: Niles must be invited in, and a Frasier you must ask to be let in.
0: Because if you did not let Frasier know... He would
1: just rip your face off and wear it like a mask, man. Well,
0: yeah, I mean, he has to put his human mask on before he... (laughs) Before you show up, because if you show up, you know, how annoying is it? Like, you know, you get someone knocking on the door. Yeah. And Just you get, a second. You got to put a shirt on. You got to put pants on. In Frasier's case, he has to put his human face on.
1: Yes, Frazier is daintily considering the faces he could wear. Like, they're laid out like on little wig holders. Yeah. Not the carrot top today. <laughs>
0: So Niles enters the apartment and talks about how his neighbor is a fan of Frasier.
1: His cleaning lady. Was it his or cleaning lady? Maid. It was, again, lower status again. Oh.
0: And he insults her taste. Yes. He's like, oh, she's a fan. Frasier goes. And Niles is all like, yeah, clearly. There's no counting for taste. Because mm. she wants an autograph. Which still blows my mind. But it doesn't appear to this point in the show, three episodes in, that Frasier is successful but yet he has fans that are requesting his autograph so i'm not sure what happened between episode two and episode three but in
1: that gap of time Frasier has
0: become celebrity.
1: The peasants have only recognized what Frasier has always known. I don't know why you keep hitting on this. He's (laughs) not bad at his job, Adrian, okay?
0: Apparently he's great. He's
1: got fans. He's
0: got fans. As Niall says, there's no accounting for taste. Okay, so here's what happens. Frasier attempts to get a reservation at a fancy restaurant. Do you remember the name? Cigar It was Cigar Fassol. Something uh, like that. I don't know French.
1: Frenchy French.
0: Frenchy French. French And so he... He's able to obtain this reservation by dropping the, his name.
1: Of course, sir. We have our best uh, call in psychiatrist table available. Yes, yeah.
2: Yeah, so we have a table for uh, celebrities such as yourself, Dr. <laughs> <Fraser Crain. laughs>
1: Shea Frazier
2: Quinn. Shea Frasier. Shea Frazier.
0: He gets a table right it is
1: away. Spicy dripping radiator. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, like, how good could this restaurant be in Seattle? I, I'm gonna really shit on Seattle. It's just, it's, it, it's, yeah, it's gotta be dripping, right? It's, it's raining outside. We know that. It's Seattle.
2: Oh, yes, yeah, so we've got this uh, table. Uh, just step around these bucket that we use to catch the uh, leaks in the ceiling. <laughs> but uh, sit here, we will get you some back at Cholet. Uh-huh. Please do dining. not mind the uh, the rat's feces. Uh, it adds to the, how do you say, uh, decor? <laughs> Seattle, we're
1: sorry. We apologize for that.
2: <laughs> Would you like to see, oh, uh, Wine list, we have a uh, Mad Dog 2020. <laughs> we also have some uh, uh Boone's uh, Farm. <laughs> yeah, in my mind, Seattle's just a shithole.
1: Would you like some spit from a vine tasting <laughs> bucket?
2: Or perhaps you would like a uh, chef uh, croissant to come by and spit into your face directly?
1: <laughs> that is the French special. <laughs>
2: it is uh, quite a delicacy here in Chez Seattle. Uh,
0: that is dumb. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> the joke was, uh, Niles, the little dingus, takes the opportunity once again to uh, cramp on his brother's success. He says, oh, you got a reservation? Who knew that the mater d' was a married wife- housewife?
0: Again, this whole class issue, he's shitting on, indirectly on, or directly, really, on housewives.
1: On families. America. This is why Trump won. <laughs> You know who really listens to the Fraser Crane show like single fathers that have lost custody <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah someone that has a lot of common with Fraser
2: right. where they going to be like hey hey Fraser I'm a, a deadbeat dad we're pretty much the same guy <laughs>
1: the bill collectors are coming after me because i missed another child support payment you know how it is for well you know uh, when i have trouble getting custody with my son i just go to the newest opening of hot cuisine and drop a grand there you can you get you can understand that you well here's what you can do rick you can go down to the finest french restaurant buy a bottle of sherry and forget your troubles
2: okay friends okay I hear, I hear what you're saying I hear what you're saying yeah, yeah. Uh, we 're pretty much the same guy. The other day, my ex wife contacted my work what a bitch, and they started taking money out of my paycheck
1: what what, what, what should I do in that situation? Go to, I have a collection of cashmere jackets that that <laughs> is my uh, little guilty pleasure, and <laughs> I just cut back on that and instead of buying two cashmere jackets, I buy one. So Fraser walks in Daphne
0: is folding his underwear. And Frasier's at first like, oh, what are you doing? woman? Those, those are my personal things. You know, that's his effect. That's mm-hmm. his tone.
2: And she's like, oh, I'm just folding your knickers. Yeah,
0: so he's upset until he touches the, the clothing, the garments. And he's like, oh, it's, it's so soft. Oh. Oh. Oh, my. Well, g- keep up the good work, madam. And I just love, like, just her phrasing. Like, right. there needs to be more Daphne in the show.
1: Well, once again, she's being some sort of fantastical creature, right? She's a house elf in this case. She just has some way with laundry. Frasier could have never even contemplated. Oh, my. So you say, fabric softener? (laughs) And a floof cycle yeah i I just uh put in the spin cycle twice that's all i did my god you are a a modern vesta a goddess of the hearth and home i shall double your quid paid. oh fantastic sire sire (laughs) (laughs) i just love the
0: the language that she's using i just want more of it Mm. just her walking around like put
2: the dishes in into some dawn dishwasher, I am. Grab a scrub, scrub, I'm British, I scrub, and then I'm going to mop up the floor, I am. And I thought,
0: it's like a Mary Poppins kind of character just <laughs> walks in, you know, there's like a cartoon bird that chirps around, chirp, chirp, chirp. <laughs> It's revealed that Daphne's going to
1: poker. And she's got friends? How long has she been in this country? I've gotten the impression that she's either been here 10 days or 100 years. What era does she come from? Right. We remember back in episode one, she was amazed
0: that Razor had a toilet in his apartment.
1: Well, I think she originally ended up in America. She was misbehaving as a child. She ran away from her governess to chase after fairies in her garden, and she lost track of time, and a hundred years later, she emerges in Seattle. Yeah, It's a secret garden situation, maybe? Yeah, she yeah. just shows up, mm-hmm. but somehow she has friends. They're the trolls, the <laughs> fae people that she's befell over this time i wish
0: we had followed her to this
1: poker game that would have been an
0: amazing (laughs) episode it just she walks into poker and it's like the cantina scene from star wars Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) oh we can't have daphne in here she's psychic (laughs) or england is london like the only conception we have most people have of england is london Right. So you now have Manchester. And if you say, oh, I'm from Manchester, you're like, that is, is "That is that where hobbits live? Well, that's the thing about
0: the episode. This really struck me on episode one. They present Manchester as if it's some kind of shithole, some backwards right. town. She doesn't know what water is. Niles, when he sees Daphne for the first time, he's all flushed, like, "Oh, uh,
2: oh! I, I had heard
0: that he had that you the had hired a British woman, but I didn't expect someone so...
2: Oh, uh, 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 He's struggling to
1: it's find his words. This ravishing, the sensual,
2: gorgeous, sexual creature.
0: creature in this world, Manchester, which I'm associating with England as a whole. As mm. to your point, everything in England is London. In Niles' mind, right. there's golem creatures running around uh-uh. like that's. <laughs>
1: All the women are stained with sweat and carrying buckets of lukewarm water.
0: They've got clear five o'clock shadows <laughs> like they can grow full beards. <laughs> they've got limps. They've got hunchbacks. Right.
1: They all look like a hyper-realistic Ren and Stimpy close-up.
0: <laughs> like they fell into some toxic waste. Mm-hmm. They've got their face dripping off of right. them.
1: And there's like just like, make <laughs> eye contact with an ugly woman. <laughs> <It's popcorn laughs> sound.
0: In this world, just British women are like just hideous creatures.
1: Daphne, when I heard... I heard that he hired an English woman, I Thought you'd be there'd be a slime trail coming from your feet. And- I, I thought that when
0: I, I met you, if you answered the door, I would need to answer three <laughs> riddles before I could enter.
1: When I heard it was an English woman and I saw you, I thought you were going to scuttle back into your shell and snap at me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I heard you were a British woman, so that's why I brought this. I believe the colloquial term is, is vomit bag, just in <laughs> case I w- wasn't able to retain I, right. my constitution. If-
1: if your stench was so great that I was overcome and just vomited everywhere, I wouldn't, I wouldn't
0: embarrass you. I was already prepared to breathe from my mouth. <laughs> you see, I have, I have delicate
1: nasal passages. When I heard Fraser hired an English woman, I, I went around the entire building and, and warned the neighbors to keep their children away from me so you wouldn't steal them and put them into your stew. When I heard Fraser hired a British woman, I quickly
0: brought over a crucifix and a rosary, <laughs> just in case. And the, my my priest is here, just in case. You know, my, we had to perform an exorcism.
1: And my my priest also brought a young priest, just in case. Just in case the power of Christ <laughs> compels you. Put that all in there. All
0: keep it all in. <laughs> you guys, let us know which jokes work, <laughs> which jokes did not.
1: This is a choose-your-own-joke venture. <laughs>
0: So they're supposed to go to dinner... With Maris This is the third episode It's consistent what's, what's the deal with Maris? You know We haven't seen her yet We're constantly referencing her We're gonna see her today I'm like okay Let's see what this Maris What this woman is That married Niles What kind of a woman Would marry a man this like Niles? This kind of a man yeah. This kind of a man Yeah What kind <laughs> of a woman this, I'm excited to see this And sadly She is unavailable As Niles puts it She has an episode Apparently there's a common occurrence
1: What was described As like a full Major depressive episode This is something To a normal person If you're like spouse or significant other to suddenly just have like a total loss of meaning sink into the bed, I can't leave the house sort of situation. You'd be like, oh god I gotta cancel dinner, we gotta (laughs) you know, I gotta deal with this. But with Niles it's like, okay, just go to your sadness room Uh, (laughs) Yeah, just business as usual, okay, I'm going
0: to lock all the knives, all the sharp (laughs) objects standard Mondays, am I right Fraser?
1: (laughs) (laughs) This is Niles being bad at his job and yeah. He's a psychiatrist. It goes back to how they met. How did Niles meet Meredith? Is it What's
0: her
2: name? Maris. Meredith? Meredith.
0: So Niles met Maris. That's his thing. That's his, like, oh, like I'm so bad at meeting women. I'm going to find one really messed up. <laughs> she's going to cling to me because I'm a therapist. That's his angle. He knows she's never going to leave him. She barely leaves the house because right. she's always depressed. Man, that is dark. But is. Th- Again, not our fault. Not our fault. This is the show. She's in a depressive <laughs> state. he's just subscribing her meds. I bet he's got her drugged up. Like it's really, it's a torture situation. It's (laughs) like, he's, he's just captive. If she even exists, by the way, do we even know that she exists?
1: You'll have to find out, Adrian. You just have to keep the faith.
0: <laughs> I think she does not exist. Did Frasier and the dad, they attend some kind of ceremony. It was our wedding. Has anybody seen her? Over... The wedding
1: is just Niles di- playing both parts. Very badly excusing himself and then going and changing. Putting on a <laughs>
0: wig. It's like if someone calls to speak to Mer- Meredith. It's like Visa trying to collect. <laughs> yeah, we'd like to speak to uh, Meredith Crane, please. <laughs> I'm sorry. Never get her name right, okay? there's Straight Bear that Maris crane would you like to speak to Maris like crane to speak
1: to maurice crane please yeah <laughs> marianne crane can we speak to marianne crane <laughs> martin's uh, friend you. died oh right bob Carroll song it's an 80s uh, kind of like singer i know people that died died i know people that died died all these people that died died i guess that's just an introduction to so they're at dinner and martin is just going over like all of these people that have died in his life, he's at that age where this is just normal conversation. Ricky was a beat cop, fifty years old.
0: <laughs> he was essentially doing a dramatic reading. yes it was of that Bob Carroll song. <laughs> yeah, Wasn't there a Forty Red? <laughs>
1: Something like, that, like slammed a mad dog twenty twenty and slipped and fell asleep in bed. These are people that die. These are people that die. But really, he's only like sixty-five. Is I've th- run the math. So mid-sixties is painting this as like he's decrepit, but. He'd be good to go till he's like 80. But here's the thing is that they're painting this
0: picture. Here's this father that is at the end of his life. And these guys are just being jerks at dinner he's talking about people dying and, him, and he's trying to, have to connect with his children who he doesn't have much in common so he's making the effort he wasn't even going to go to dinner with them they want to take him to Ho-ho-ho, a french place and that's too classy for him he's like ah, i don't want to go there and they fraser niles say to him dad we're just trying to spend time with you mm-hmm. and he's tw- he's like you know what yeah. let's go
1: right and they're like the food is to die for he says only country and family is to die for mm-hmm. food is for eating Which is really, I feel that's a good character thesis statement from Martin Crane. This is what matters to him. Family and country. And the comfort they are at that country family level. You know, steak and potatoes. Well, he's a simple person. That's what makes
0: him so likable. Versus the sons, they're high maintenance, high class.
1: Look, Fraser's just trying to enjoy what he's earned and show it to his father. The attitude he has is like, let's show our father the the finer things. He's trying to elevate his father's simple... Yeah. Threadbare, dirt eating lifestyle.
0: Yeah, just the arrogance of that, the pretentiousness of let's show him the finer things. He doesn't know. It's not arrogance,
1: it's It's magnanimity, okay?
0: (laughs) So when the reservation doesn't work out, mm-hmm. Fraser was not Mr. Big Time. Martin has to convince them to go to this steak place. He's like, oh, he, right. he, he hobbles around. And we had like, the return of depressive, Marty. That's the weird thing is that when they find out their French restaurant canceled the reservation, Niles and Fraser, "Nah, we don't want to go out. Any-.
1: Oh, don't worry. Uh, we'll just slam a 40 of caviar and go straight to bed. Uh-
0: <laughs> <He's>, yeah, <laughs> they just have their caviar by the jug. Right. Yeah, I'm just going <laughs> to yeah. have two, maybe three bottles of wine mm-hmm and then go to bed.
1: <laughs> just just Martin's like, well, I guess I'll find something warm to eat like a revolver. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so, something warm to eat like an exhaust pipe.
2: <laughs>
0: something
1: to warm my belly. Something to replace the hole in my heart. <laughs> I've got to feed get something for Eddie too. I got him a derringer. <laughs> So, yes, they're now at this uh, down-home-style restaurant. We'll set the scene. Uh, It was the Timber Mill, I believe, which was this, Mm -hmm. you know, it's the mid-market steakhouse. I'm kind of a little hoity-toity. If I'm going to a steakhouse, I want to go to, like, a steakhouse like Bob's. There's the Dino's. Uh, If you're going to, like, something like Texas Land and Cattle, that's, like, the mid-market kind of anyone can go here. Now, this thing, they had their gimmick.
0: Their gimmick, which I loved. I would love to go to a place where they had a wheelbarrow and they brought out your steak. Uh, on a cart. A la carte. A la carte. <laughs> there you ah, go. <laughs> nice. Nailed it. But that's...
1: <laughs> I'd like to buy a la carte. <laughs>
0: more restaurants need to do this, you know, dim sum style. Just bring your food out. You can pick it right
1: there. Fun. Everybody have fun tonight. Everybody dim sum tonight.
2: <laughs> Everybody have fun tonight. Everybody, Everybody dim, dim sum tonight.
1: tonight. Yeah.
0: We need more food-based wagons. <laughs> So the point of this dinner was to bond, connect the fathers and the sons, but they're not making an effort. The two brothers bonding were uh, too uh, haughty. Right for, for this well, place. That's
1: the standard uh, Niles and Fraser thing, where you bond over the th- elements you hate in something.
0: They don't make an effort to find common ground with the father, and he gets pissed because they're being rude to the waitstaff. Niles hates service industry, and it's so obvious. Like he's like it's so particular. The dad has to remind him tip the waitress. Like how shitty are these guys? He has to remind them to tip the waitress that's mm-hmm. been waiting on them all day.
1: Niles especially seems like someone where we're gratuity- too he is performance-based you know he's one of those guys that just puts a penny on the receipt Mm, i've never waited but that would fill me with rage if (laughs) i were to see that especially in this in the upper class concept or the the class-based concept uh, as as marx describes part of the game being upper class is tipping well no matter what yeah you would think to go "Uh, i'm a rich guy here's my look how much i gave you like 50 percent tip (laughs) I'm wearing a suit. Maybe their conception of a tip was like, here's a dollar. Go buy yourself a nice pair of shoes.
0: Yeah. To these poor people, that's so much money.
1: (laughs) Here's a dollar. I
0: just sent your kid to college. You're welcome. So, the stinger of the show, Martin leaves. Frazier and Niles decide, as a tribute to their father, they are going to finish eating their entire meal. Which,
1: basically, that's the sort of thing you do to a child when they're being punished. Like, you are going to sit here, and you are going to eat all of this. In the stinger, they're surrounded by the staff of the restaurant as they're, like, cleaning up and watching Niles and Frazier. Yeah, here we got
0: some working-class service industry servers. You know, they got kids, families, husbands, boyfriends to get to, but they can't leave because... Because Frasier and Niles are being stubborn. Mm-hmm. Fits well, into your hell.
1: Yes, the hell theory. Any encounter with the Niles or the Frasier entity is a punishment. For anyone that poor or working class, running into them is the worst thing that can happen to you. It's five minutes before, and finally, get home, see my baby. And then in walks Frasier. And the temperature drops like 20 degrees.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's wrapping up. He's putting his little cream's emotions. He's <laughs> like, and oh,
1: into a box, Shine Boy. Just the person I was looking for. Uh, oh, sir, I was just about to wrap up, but you know what? Real quick, I'll get you a real yeah, quick shine. Surely have time for one last quick shine.
0: <sighs> okay, sir, I'll uh, I'll shine you up real quick.
1: He shines, goes to work. It's like, all right, sir. Well, there you go. Oh, this looks lovely. Uh, oh, not to be a bother, but you know the shine on this side of the shoe is not equal to the shine on this part of the shoe, You know, normally to the untrained eye there would be no difference, but I'm quite the discerning customer.
0: Uh, Yes, sir, right away. I'll I'll get that done, but then um, I really must go. I have my family and my kids to get to. I'm going to shine this up. Shine, shine, shine. Spit, spit, spit.
1: Alright, there you go, sir. Uh, Have a good day. No, that's an excellent effort. Uh, However... You know, spit. It can contain enzymes that are bad for leather. I. It would need to be shined again with some sort of some sort of leather relaxant cream. You know, could, it, you, could you add a leather cream to start? I, I hate to be a bother. Uh, okay, sir. You know, I really have to go, but okay, this is the last one.
0: I do have this special leather cream that I only hang out for my my special customers. I'm gonna get this done. So he shines it, shines it, leather, leather.
2: All right, sir. There you go.
1: Now this is quite ex- oh. Oh look at that. It's just, you know, I I see a swirl. I wasn't this is really my fault. You were using a a circular pattern in your shine. And again, this is it's nothing that will damage the leather in this case, thank goodness, but it's it's a cosmetic issue. This 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 side of the shoe is swirled and this side of the shoe just it's just re- it's just world. It's a counter. And then the shoe shiner looks into Fraser's eyes. <laughs> they turn red <laughs> like a demon. <laughs> like maybe <laughs> clouds come red. in. Are you listening? <laughs> <laughs> you just got Frazier. You just got Frazier. Good pod, man. Good pod. Uh, I have been Greg Catapodi. and I have been Adrian Lara, and this has been Prazier.
0: Thanks for listening. Thanks. Hey, listeners. Did you know that starting with episode three, we offer premium episodes on Patreon? What? Are you telling me, Adrian, that I can get twice the comedy by going to Patreon and signing up for the Your premium service? Yes, I am, Adrian. You're a genius. Thanks, Adrian. So guys, stop wasting time. Just click the link in the description below to sign up for our premium episodes. Do it.